1: Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the show. It's a great show. It's Berry is joining me here today. The Condor and the Eagle Prophecy is a mirror of our time. That is just the beginning of the conversation that we're going to have. And I tell you all about what this amazing man is doing, has done in the world. And, you know, for many of us that live on the edge of this intuitive knowing of things, but just can't really put it together, you know, we have to have a conversation with, you know, an amazing leader, leader in international shaman, author of three books, at least, teacher, healer, public speaker, community activist, all of the above. And, you know, we're going to find out all about this, but what happens when you take practical wisdom and you build this bridge and why do you want to do that? You bridge it because these indigenous teachings are in our DNA. They're in us. I don't care where you're from or what you think you're part of. There is something about us that goes back so far, far, far. That is so much a part of who we are. But why do we forget? Why do we forget? And how is it like bringing this back? So we understand all of this. He is a recipient of the Ambassador for Peace Award uh, from the Universal Peace Foundation and the UN. Because once you get a sense of the aspect of metaphysical spiritual energy, indigenous teachings and rituals, you can't go back let me give a shout out before we get going benny great to have you olivia jacob all of you get ready for a fantastic show we're on it <laughs> it's uh, so great to have you here i mean those few words don't even touch upon how you're showing up in the world i i want to start out by talking about you
0: well thank you thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an honor um You know, I get asked a lot of questions, you know, this show has been 20 years of positive talk before it was even popular. And people ask me, how did you do that? And the reality is I didn't do it. It showed up for me at one of the most depressed times in my life. But I want to know from you in the long and winding road, I want to know what sparked in your heart the first time. You had a passion and a purpose to be drawn to the teachings you're doing today.
0: Well, you know, like you said, it it always come from the dark side, right? <laughs> <It does.
1: laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> so I, I uh, you know, I, I had an advertising agency in Manhattan and uh very creative and we, we um my my purpose was to you know to fulfill the side of the creativity part of me. And uh, we won many awards, and uh, you know, so I, I felt like satisfied from that point of view. But I, I got to this age around the age of forty that I was like, "What the hell is that life is about?" <laughs> and <clears throat> and I got, I, it was like really difficult uh, process of you know saying goodbye to all the accomplishments and to all the stuff that I already done before. Um and then b- being in the unknown being in the uh, in the place of of not knowing and then uh, um I was pulled into that, and i think that uh, um i don't i can't really see uh maybe one event that happened that was like the major force it was made of many many uh uh, uh road posts <laughs> that i i bumped into and um uh and then i found myself uh even when I, w- <clears throat> I went to the to the amazon and i had this plant medicine and i had this incredible vision um that gave me like a, a a framework for my life i i was still didn't know how to do it or what to do with it and it took me 10 years to really uh integrate that and bring it into uh into my into my life uh, but it is a process and you know like i i, I think that it, we we we're always looking for uh, one event that will change our life but i think that it's 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 a it's a western way of thinking uh because every moment is a moment that we can, if we allow to it can change our life yeah. every moment is a is a significant moment uh if we are willing to let it be uh, and if we can understand the meaning of each of the moments that i think that is so, so important um because enlightenment would not come because somebody hit you with a hammer over your head it would come as small moments of realization yeah
1: yeah i love this i don't know what it was but it was like for me 40 it was that you know people say like what happened to you right and i i've tried to explain in many many ways to many people but i was doing it before i had the understanding i have today because you know if you look at me at 40 i was like you you know i'm on the east coast i'm an executive in a fortune 50 company right i'm thinking that the only thing in my life that matters is how big my house is how many how many sports cars i have do i have a motorcycle and how many acres did i buy right and it was i want you to just comment on this because this i believe is in the shamanic and spiritual teachings. It's not, they don't quite say it this way. They're much more elegant than me, but I do believe these things happen. Honestly, what happened to you and what happened to me, it happened in such a deeply profound sense of ourselves. I was walking down the stairs of my big house into a large foyer, foyer where I always had a mirror before I got in a car to go to the big job. And I always had to check myself in the mirror and i remember this i looked in the mirror and it was before my 40th birthday and i was unrecognizable to myself i think it was honestly it was almost like a shamanic uh, vision where you look and you don't see the person you thought you were when these things happen as it did for you and the many things you now teach mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what to do with that. Did you know what to do with it? Uh,
0: no, I think that it, it's a it's a process. Um, in many ways, it's a process of grieving of mm. the, the old self, the old the old dream that, that uh, society gave <clears throat> gave us, or we we thought that we have to fulfill that role. And I think that, that that's part of the the problem uh, with our society is that we have these uh, dreams of big houses, like you said, big race cars. You know, <laughs> the, the the person who have the most is the probably the person who's more powerful, more more happy, more. Uh, and it's we are promoting it in every every step of the way, from very early childhood to uh until we get to the age of 40 and then we realize that we all basically living a lie or a nightmare or um, a dream that that is not cannot be fulfilled at all it is it, it, and that's really where uh, for me it was about uh letting go of of that old dream and then um it takes uh, for in my case it took uh maybe uh between five and seven years to really um get into who am i you know yeah. what, what is this what is this about uh what makes me me um uh, you know it to reconnect or, or to re-remember our original uh gift that god put us on on earth to do yeah. and and i think that in in th- that that that's the problem with uh western um western education system uh or society that we are we're really separated from nature or from uh from the our environment we we want to conquer we want to build we want to be the best we want to be stars we want to be on the stage <laughs> we're like american got talent i mean all of that stuff it's like a it's a hollow uh Plastic culture, yeah. and it separates us from the, the old nature that we and that we are that as a society we are trying to, to destroy. And um, <clears throat> I think it's, uh, that that the age where you already achieve um, your your life achievement or goal is it's not it's not no longer about money. It's really about what you yeah. what's your legacy here. What do you leave behind? What do, you, what, do you do, what do you tell your children, your grandchildren? Uh, what kind of world are you going to leave behind you? Um, and, and, you know, I, I do believe that everybody have a, 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 um, a beautiful soul that wants to do good in the world. Yeah. I, even the people who are doing the worst thing in, in the world, they have uh, that spot in them in the soul that they want they really want to make good in the world to be with the light or with god or whatever any force that you want to call it Um, and and they still do very bad things to others Um, but i think it at the of that age where around 40 and 50 where you start to be a mentor uh, you want you you are looking to do that, and some people don't know how to do it. Yeah, and you know that's why your show is so important, and so many other shows are so important. And, and uh, the t- this teaching uh, is to, you know, at at the end, you know, before we go, we go, we leave this earth. Um, nobody asks you how much money you have. <laughs> uh, nobody asks you how many cars and houses you had. But I think that the most important thing that enough, you know, in my work, and I see a lot of people who are, you know, on, on deathbed. It, it is, a, the, there's only two questions that people ask, who loved me and who I loved. Mm. That's the only thing that really people at the end of yeah. the, the last breath, they, they asking, who loved me? When I was on this earth, and how I loved others. At the end, that's the most important thing. Mm. Uh, It is. Can you you think about something else more important?
1: No, I can't. And you know, uh, and and, in the idea of being in that space, you see, if you're in the space of love, all the other things can't coexist with it. Not greed, not hate, not fear, right? not doubt can't you i tried i tried to have them both coexist together and i lost that battle you know and and i and and what i love about this is because we're going to talk about the condor and the eagle we're going to talk about the prophecy but what i do believe too and i think you've said it i think each of us in our own way has been able to get a glimpse of our future and our vision if we say yes to it and move forward and that's why i was so excited to talk with you because If there's one thing we can help people with, and maybe they'll hear it today is when you're given sight and I'm not saying like just your eyes, but when you're given sight of something that is different than for you of where you are now, maybe that you've imagined at some point, maybe you've just blocked it out and called it unrealistic. It's coming back to remind us. And I wanted to ask you about this because I have known all my life that there was more to my culture, my race. I knew it. And and honestly, I, I just never understood why my aunts and uncles looked the way they did. They didn't look Italian, just <laughs> like crazy. And I knew, and you know, if, if I thought back at this, once I discovered this and I only discovered it recently, um, when my friend pulled up my grandfather's like, uh, I don't know what you call it genealogy stuff. And she's such an expert at it that she traced it back to when he changed his name, when he took the S off the name or whatever that was and put the A on it. But we know. You see, why would somebody like me be drawn to anything Latin from a young age, Latin dancing? I mean, honestly, it was so weird. But here's what I want to ask you. We need to share this prophecy. We need to talk about this because I do believe people right now are getting their own version of this. Can I ask you uh, for a minute? You had the honor to be part of a panel. I wish I was like a fly on the wall. I wish I was like, okay, I want to do it. But it was about something that I relate to a symbol, the Phoenix rising. I always related to that Mm -hmm. because I have felt I have crashed and burned so many times in my life, Mm -hmm. but man, you just can't keep us down. And we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about the fact that your statement is, and I think people are feeling this, we are being dragged into the future and there are some of us that have given up kicking and screaming but it still feels like being dragged you know can we talk about this notion of this prophecy that is so contemporary and yet so ancient is that just me or do you have the same sense of that
0: no i think that it's uh absolutely right and you know like we are now in in um in a period of what seems to be between, I don't know, between thirty to fifty to eighty years of transition between two periods of time. Uh, it's called Pachacuti. Uh, in <clears throat> the, you know, the Inca or the, the Inca tradition, they used to uh, count time in lump sum of five hundred years. Uh, so every five hundred years, there's a, a, a re uh re- revamping or re- changing of the gods in a way um 500 years uh plus 30 years now uh where the where the spaniards uh, came to south america and um, demolish conquer change the way south america is um 500 years after that the the prophecy is is, uh, is the, the condor and the eagle. So the, the, the eagle came 500 years before and they occupy all South America, destroy the culture, destroy the connection that native people had with the mother, with the earth, with Pachamama. We are now in a, in a period of time of change. And that is almost like a being in the eye of the storm. You know, you you see everything is moving off the walls, but you don't really know why, uh, because you are in in it. You don't have the the ability to see it from above, and so the transition between uh, a militaristic, capitalistic, um, selfish I or the masculine forces within ourselves. Uh, is giving room now or changing into a more earth honoring uh 500 years period of the new Pachakuti. and of course the people who are who benefited most from the last 500 years of occupation which is i can say it blankly is the people who are um today uh the white majority industrial uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, corporations um in the united states that are mostly run by men uh, they are fighting like hell yeah they are screaming and yelling and they're not gonna let anybody all all if you notice like what are they what are they fighting about they're fighting about the Earth, which is Pachamama, which is the the, the the feminine aspect of our life, they're fighting about women rights and to decide what they want to do with their body. They are they're fighting against the uh, feminine aspects of men who wants to live together with other men. Uh, it is all in in that context, yeah, of um, men of of uh, men who are holding on to power men who hold on hold power not, not giving an inch to the feminine aspect of themselves and and you can ask yourself why and you know the the question of why is like you said earlier it's about fear yeah a fear of losing power yep. fear of losing control feeling of there is not enough resources in the world for everybody to share a fear that women might run the world uh, and they will destroy it, and then what will men will do what the men would lose their their role in the world? It is all about all all our society now and and I, you can you can absolutely say it today like very clearly that republican ideology is all about fear of losing control and giving giving away and uh giving away uh resources. Connection to the earth, generosity yeah. to everybody, and you know, if you look, if you look at the 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 principle of of the work, the shamanic work is is oneness that we are together. All the races, like in you, you know, the 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 Inca uh, corn, that is a multicolor. Yeah. The Inca corn, the multicolored corn, is the symbol of the new period that all races are on one cob. Yeah. (laughs) And we are all feeding humanity. And there's enough to share. We don't need to have, one person have $1 trillion, the other person have $1 yeah it is just not human and it's not uh you know spiritual but in the in any way uh, I think that that period of of chaos that we are experiencing now is uh is the 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 sound of the changing time yeah um and in many ways I'm a, I have a lot of pessimism with me uh, seeing all of those events that are happening and I'm sure that a lot of people feel uh, betrayed and they feel angry and they feel uh, lost and grieving and so much emotion goes in. And you know, like if you are working with people as a therapist or a shaman or counselor, you, you hear that from people that they are really lost in their feelings they don't know how to look at their life anymore because everything is shifting and it's shifting not necessarily in all the good ways uh sometimes it takes take you back and back and forth so there's a lot of confusion but in in if you are able to move into the eagle and condor uh eyesight from above and see the perspective of where we are as as we move as human race. Um, I think that in 30 to 50 years, I'm very optimistic (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and but, but let's talk about that because I agree with you. And the only reason I agree with you is because, you know, that is the way somehow that the level of optimism we got in my DM, DNA. I don't know. If it was from my mom whose father was born in Brazil. Hello. Um, I, I don't know, but think about it. I mean, here I am and I'm talking with you such an honor and I actually understand, you know, a lot of what we're talking about, and yet there's so much more to learn. And here, here we sit with the network, the transformation network, which is, you know, you're on my show, but also, you know, we have a network we've launched. It's all uplifting, optimistic, positive, the entire network. What you see in the background are the channels we're launching in 18 months, all of them, but it's based on that foundation. And I will tell you, That saying yes to these things doesn't come without, as my friend calls backlash. I mean, if I had a dime for everybody back in 2008 that told me I would fail almost immediately by creating a platform where things were solution-based, uplifting, inspirational, holistic, spiritual, right, yet practical. I wouldn't even, I, I, I would be like Rihanna the billionaire, but that's not who we are. And what I love about what you said is we can learn from this prophecy. And, and the thing that's so cool about it is the learning, the acknowledgement, the awareness mm-hmm. doesn't have to be hard um i want to take a minute and let folks know a couple of things can you can you please let our audience know how they can find out more about you honestly the gift of shamanism the book you i mean there's just so much that we could talk about but can we tell folks how they can find out more about you and um let's get them to the website and also get them to some of the books what's the best way to do that
0: so my website is uh, just my name isaacbeery.com and that you would like i can send them newsletters uh, about Great. What, what my activities are and so i um I, I teach a lot in, on zoom so wherever you are uh and you're also welcome to to come join me in person now that everything is opening yeah um in colorado london israel uh ecuador <laughs> Amsterdam, and other places around the world <laughs> where i teach
1: I want to know see what I'm interested in, and I didn't see it on your website, so I'm gonna put you on the spot for a minute, and then we'll get back. We'll get back to talking <laughs> we'll get back to talking about the eagle and the condor uh Condor and the eagle, but i now that things are opening up, do you see yourself now taking people on retreats? Do you see yourself doing that?
0: Well, I already done that uh last I know. year, yeah I know. so I took two groups to Ecuador um and uh we had an amazing time i mean we were very careful of course and mm-hmm. uh but um things are opening and uh, people wants to continue to um to live life um and i think that our, our mission is or my mission is to bring people to mm-hmm. south america where where the connection to shamanism yep. uh, or earth-based philosophy is very is still very strong it's disappearing it's it's uh it's no longer it's not going to be there for many years so my goal is to bring as many people down there to meet the shamans to to hug a tree to be in the amazon to to swim in the river uh to create an emotional connection with uh the earth or my pachamama because uh, you know a lot of people who took these trips and i think that that's very important um you know uh most of our teaching is done by words, you know, like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm talking, you, you listen. But really the, the the real teaching is by being or by embodying the uh, the experiences uh, that you're experiencing in, in nature. And I'm not saying that you have to go to Ecuador for that. You can go up to your mountain, or you can hug a tree here. You can uh, light a, a fire and speak to the fire, but, but it's it's really more about the experience. Mm-hmm. Well I think what's so powerful going to Ecuador is first of all to see the effect of our culture the eagle culture on the environment and we are now, we are going into the most remote pristine place in the world it's so beautiful and uh, a few miles away there is oil companies it's horrible it. um and palm oil uh, companies that are destroying it and and so i and the rate, you know, I'm going there for quite a few years. So I, at the rate of of uh, destruction and to see what also the destruction firsthand, the destruction on the society of the indigenous people. So pe- most people, when they come there, they, they really feel it. They know it, which is like a whole different way of education. You know, in our Western society, we, we, we examine people by how much they know, <laughs> you know, how much <laughs> details they know but here we, we are um uh, we the whole process of, of indigenous teaching is a, is to let people experience mm-hmm. and uh, when they come back they 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 change their jobs they 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 make a commitment to a whole different way of life yeah
1: you know, I love this. And I love that we're talking about this, because what I want to say to the people listening to this is, you know, we're talking about, you know, Condor and the Eagle, we're talking about the prophecy of Ecuador's high Andes, and you know, the legend, There's so many legends in this. But I want to just say this to everybody. And I, I really want to mirror what you said. You know, we're talking about, for me, I've shared about how I accidentally got on my first vision quest with my mentor back in 1997. See, I now know that in the laws of the universe, there are no accidents. I already know that the reason for me to go on that vision quest 10 days, um, even though my boss's intention for me was to go on it and steal all of her ideas, by the way, so that he can do it, right? That was why he sent me. And I was in the middle of my doctoral program because my course direction was to be a high paid consultant. Well, I will tell you that that was shortly after my 40th birthday. So things were not right with me to begin with. I knew I had to go back to school. I knew I needed to learn, but what happened to me on that first quest, it changed me so profoundly. I did finish my doctorate. I studied, I picked the thing I wanted to study, which was broken promises. I don't suggest that you pick something like that. If this is your first rodeo, I studied it. I interviewed people, but what you described, and that was my first, the profound impact it had to get me to where I am today. I couldn't have done it without it. And it's hard for me to find the words of it. And what what you described is, yes, you have to listen to the teachings, but the minute you're spending time on the land, the minute you're in a circle, the minute that you're up all night long, the minute that you're wandering out to a tree that seems like it's 50 feet away, but it's actually two miles in a desert and you're lost and you have to lay down naked in the sand and pray that what your mentor told you will happen and you feel the shadow of a bird on your back, and that bird then takes you back to your base camp. See, it's so difficult to explain that, except in a very logical, linear way. But what you're talking about is a way for us to recognize one, and I really would love to hear you on this, Frustration, frustrated, confused, depressed. We have more depression now, more alcoholism and addiction. But something magical is happening. Here's what it is. The business world calls it the great resignation. (laughs) Hello. What does that mean? People are resigning. They don't want to work in those jobs. That's what happened to you and me, right? Absolutely. They call it the great resignation. Now, let's mirror that with Elon Musk putting an edict in place for all of his employees that they can't work from home. How out of touch do you really need to be to understand that the great resignation is because people don't want to work that way and that you are going to exert your power to make every one of your... I mean, what don't we get, Isaac? What are we we not getting here?
0: Well, that's exactly what happened. We... Have still installed in our brain the old way of thinking, and we already see the in the horizon. We see the future, but how do you bring an old way of thinking? And you and you know that at the horizon the sun is is going to be there, and that is the fight that we are really right now. Old way of doing business, old way of thinking about society, old way of thinking about the earth, old way of thinking about religion, corporations. And we know it doesn't work. I mean, those people who are resigning from work, they are voting with their with their feet. You know, they just don't got to go there. They don't want to <laughs> be slaves anymore. They want freedom. And that, that's really what the new par- new Period. Mm-hmm. The new Pachakuti is about. is about freedom to choose who you are, to fly in the sky in the way you want it, and in cooperation with the eagle, not separately, but is a harmony. It's not about being someone oppress you to do something you don't want to, but it's about finding the common ground, finding abundance. Uh, all all the, what we consider to be feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And really the old way of thinking is a old masculine way. Like for instance, why would you want to invade a country that doesn't want you?
1: (laughs) I interviewed the youngest member of parliament in, in the Ukraine. And you know what I learned about that culture? holy cow they are so resilient they have a parliamentary uh, a board that is made of people of all ages all insights and the the strength of the women in that country but why would you i mean let me ask you a different question why would you want to why would you be allowed to do it and why is the rest of the world so darn quiet about it
0: well that's that's again you know there are many in the world that are understanding what the Ukrainians are going through they and there are some people who are still in the old way of money oil power (laughs) and military now if we and i don't know about that but i think if we take all the resources that we have for military
1: Mm.
0: and for oil and all the subsidies we give to people who don't really need it, and we share it with the rest of the world. Wouldn't it be better for the whole world? Yeah. Wouldn't we all be healthier, happier, uh, and living in a in a much uh, better uh, way, a honoring way, sustainable way to give to a Open up the road to our new generations to our to our grandchildren of course we will i mean imagine that a, a country that have spent so much money on defense like the united states that is it's it's larger than all the other countries combined imagine what we can do with that yeah, um, can, can we we can stop the destruction of the Amazon? We can dis, uh, give people a uh, uh, honorable way of living. Uh, we can tackle all the med- medical problems the people who have. We can even give insulin for free. So, <laughs> so I mean, all of those things is, is like a, a an old that that's the old Pachacuti the the, the whole the yeah. whole way of of masculine way of thinking about life. Yeah. And, and you can see that like in, in the coronavirus uh, the, the, the better countries, uh, the, the countries that had a prime minister who was a woman did much better um, as a country than countries who was uh, ruled by men.
1: I, I mean, look, we know this. I mean, most of us were in awe At Chancellor uh, Merkel of Germany. Now you may not like everything she does, but when she gave her perspective and told the world what she was going to do in Germany, we all listened. And you, if you watched her, you knew they were going to be out of the gate. Doing something and 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 what I also watched is how many other countries didn't follow suit. And you know, what you're talking about and getting back to understanding the divine feminine, divine masculine, and understanding that when you embrace both, you can't sum the power of that. You, you know, look, I got to meet a young woman. She was a high school student at the time. I'm a Lyme disease advocate. I've been for a long time. I still am. It is the fastest growing epidemic on the planet. And because you can't cure it with pharmaceuticals, it doesn't get any press. But this young woman happened to get an internship at a university that happened to be studying nanotechnology. Her mom was suffering from Lyme disease. This young woman got permission to try to use nanotechnology in a lab setting to eradicate and, or kill the various co of Lyme disease. She did it. What happened to her? See, she went to school, but what happened to that? It's not going to, if you can use nanotechnology to eradicate viruses, where do the pharmaceutical companies go? And I've been I've been watching this and I've been watching the articles that are now coming out. But can you imagine programming a nano, nanotechnology aspect? And natural medicine is doing this now in frequency. But can you imagine programming something like that to focus exactly on something like Boreella and eradicate it from your system?
0: I, I believe that because you know that's what we do as, as shamans. We, yes. redirect, we we direct energies into That's it. Areas and we we change the outcome of it, uh, but you see that if we talk about the changing of time, and yes, time talk that about it, that at the time that takes to change, um, we we can see that the the future is already written for us. And the, the, there's so many obstacles to get to it, and the obstacles are really old way of thinking, and the fear of the not knowing of people who already have that is the that's the biggest obstacle that we have here it's like when the river is flowing and it can flow calmly and wonderfully and feed the feed the ocean if you throw stones and boulders in it it becomes white water we are now in this white water and so many people are so afraid of you know reaching the ocean uh the the future they are willing to uh, with their nails stuck on the walls to keep them in the same place because they are afraid so much of the future so i think that one of the things that we as a in the spiritual world we need to is to vision the future and to help soothe the people who are afraid uh to go on a canoe with us
1: you have to do it that way and you know but isn't that the divine feminine isn't the notion of approaching something you know from a from a from a soothing solution aspect of it i mean isn't that what we're doing when we talk about patramama? even though what we're talking about i mean we're watching nature purify poisoned lakes
0: mm-hmm. right
1: we're watching pods that are growing up that can eradicate toxins right without our intervention and yet I am so hungry to find a way to get the attention of people that could join the movement because you and I both know from our personal experience and in teaching others, something transformative happens that changes you in a better way. And I I must say one thing, and you can comment on it. I am not saying that this transformation at 40 and all of that, I'm not saying that that was a cakewalk. It wasn't. I mean, honestly, for me, it was horrible. Um, I realized that I was an addict and alcoholic and I had to clean that up. Um, But I was so absolutely motivated to change. The other thing I realized I was not the same person. I, I walked into my corporate job and I told them off. You can't fire people with 29 years of service. So something happens that causes a little upheaval, right? So we, so let's talk about that for a minute. Because sometimes when people hear me talk, they think that this was a cakewalk. No, it wasn't. I was in an abusive relationship, but everything came to light. But it was up to me to figure out what to do next. Let's well, get back to your statement. Sometimes I'm... the dark... go ahead (laughs)
0: so what i what i my understanding now is that uh each of us came to the comes to this world uh, to accomplish a mission or a soul mission and all those traumas all those difficulties all those traumas that we are experiencing Come here to de- redirect us, to remind us of our sole purpose here on this earth. So um, of course it's much easier to sit on a, on a on a couch and do nothing. But if you do nothing, then you get fat or you get the lazy, you, you get the, the disease. So if you get disease, you, you have to, to start researching what what do we need to do to so it, it leads us into your healer path. And so every obstacle or every trauma that I I dare say we choose is is a step in order for us to reawaken our soul, to recognize what we came here to do. Mm. And I think that one of the crises that we have here is people yearning to reconnect with their soul purpose, with the love that they have inside themselves, with uh, uh, what to reconnect with who they truly are as a magnificent being, and everything else, it's difficult to deal with because inside yourself, and and I do believe that even the people that are now struggling and they want to us to, to be occupied and whatever, uh, they, there is a, that their soul, no matter what they learn in school, would want them to be good, to fulfill that life purpose that they came here to experience. And I, our, as a healer or as a, as a person work with people, and I think also is to awakening that yearning yeah, to awakening that yearning to be complete, to reunite with that essence that you came here yeah. to experience. And I never really experienced anybody who have a sole purpose to be a destroyer. No. It is always about doing something for others in a, in a way that honor other people. And i think that is uh, the, this awakening of the yearning is, mm. is so important
1: boy it is and you know isn't that what we're going through i mean you know i was asked to write an op-ed about the great resignation because people understand my research now you mm-hmm. know um i don't study psychological contracts and broken promises anymore. It's really hard. I have publishers that want me to write a book. I have 1,200 pages of interview notes. And every time I go look at them, I I go through post-traumatic stress disorder. But they wanted me to write this op-ed on the great resignation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm still thinking about it. And what I'm thinking about it is, what would I write? And I would write what you just said. Because underneath that is the great yearning to be awakening, awakened. And COVID has awakened a lot of people at the soul level. That would be the article I would write. Because we can talk about why people are resigning. No, it's not the great resignation. It's the great awakening. And it is at the soul level and the DNA level. And so what I love about this and I love about the work you do is When people get to step and work and learn from you side by side, whether it's Zoom or whether it's events, it doesn't matter. There will be an awakening, but chances are you've already started the process, right?
0: Well, uh, each person comes to the teaching in his own space or time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and also age so there's a lot of people who are young and they are really enthusiastic but they can't really sustain it because they are in a different part of their life and there are people who are much older they have a whole different perspectiveness of that Mm -hmm. and there are some people who are called to be counselors and healers and so each person comes in a different way but you know the truth is that they do change their life mm-hmm. uh regardless of where they are at, at least you you drop the seed <laughs> yeah exactly at least you drop the seed to allow them to to so that you know new tree or a uh, flower to start sprouting um and you never know where's where it's gonna take you i mean when i started there like like i said you know I resisted it. I was making fun of everybody who was talking about past life and about spirit. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was ruthless about yeah. all of that yep. I I, I, you know, uh, Like you said, uh, you know, it, I only discovered a few years ago that my great-grandfather was a Kabbalistic rabbi and a healer. I never knew that, that it's in our DNA. I was resisting it. I was against any religion, any spirituality. I only, you know, I grew up in a kibbutz with Alpha in in uh, in Israel. I only was I cared about the seasons, about nature, about animals, and but never really in the in the context of spiritual. Uh, it was I always always made fun of it. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So I mean, I'm right there with you, and it's so interesting because. Even making fun of it, we've put our focus on it. See, and I do believe that even when you're in that space, you have put your energy and focus on something that most people don't even think about. And I think back at the many times that that has happened. And now I look at it and say, oh, that was getting us ready. You know, all this kind of joke and making fun that, but you know, and my friends would say, why do you even pay attention to that? Well, here we are today. It's like, thank you so much for today. Can you please let everybody know again, how to find out about you, how to get in touch with you, get your books. And then lastly, I'd love to know your personal message. What do you want to leave us with today?
0: Um, my message is a, a message that uh, my my teacher, Yepo used to say from Brazil, uh, used to say to us that we are all shamans. Every human being is born with everything that the shamans need. We are dreaming, we have visions. We and we know how to give a glass of water to somebody who's thirsty we know how to hug we know how to sing we know how to make other people's dreams come true mm. and it doesn't mean that you have to be a professional or choose that professionally in your life but it means that we have the the innate capacity to do to make other people's feels better about themselves and heal the world and i my message is because we have all of it. We have to take responsibility. That we cannot say that somebody else will do it. We have to own it, that each person on this earth is a healer. And we have to look at every person on the street, in a car, uh, is, that is black, white, yellow, orange, whatever color. That is, you are the healer of of, of all those people. And you are the healer of the environment. You are the healer of other people's dreams. And so owning that responsibility is the most important thing.
1: Thank you so much for today. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, And thank you for sharing, you know, um, a prophecy that everyone can relate to. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you're doing.
0: You're very, very welcome. Thank you, Dr. Pat.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I wanna thank all our producers and I just got a text message from somebody wanting to know what that was that was flying over me. And no, it was not an eagle. It was a vulture. My totem became the turkey vulture as a result of that vision quest. There isn't a magic pill to creating your healthy lifestyle. Yet it doesn't have to be hard or feel impossible health works from the inside out connecting both your body and your mind georgette lepage lives and breathes what she teaches so allow her to be living proof of what can work for you connect with her now for a free 30-minute discovery session to see what results you are looking for and how she can help you get them visit GeorgetteLePage.com. are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in enlightened environments optimizing from the outside in as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the Diamond dowsing Method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home home. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the Ecosystem Approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 1757 make an appointment today or go to my website pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says recovery recharged don't wait get the help you need today this is ellen stewart pushy broad from the bronx on transformationtalkradio.com.